Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. Six tips for people starting a new business. IRS Tax Tip 2020-124, September 23, 2020. Understanding the tax responsibilities that come with starting a business venture can save taxpayers money and help set them up for success. IRS.gov has the resources and answers to help people through the process of starting a new business. Here are six tips for new business owners. Choose a business structure. The form of business determines which income tax return a business taxpayer needs to file. The most common business structures are. So when you're starting a new business, obviously one of the things you want to think about is, well, what type of business am I going to be setting up? Now, most people will probably be setting up a sole proprietorship. So if you're just a single individual and you just start doing work, then you're basically a sole proprietorship. When you start generating revenue, the IRS wants their money. The thing about the sole proprietorship, it's fairly easy to set up. Uh, and then from a federal tax standpoint, at least from a federal tax standpoint, pretty pretty easy to do. And then you just need to be basically filing with a Schedule C uh, tacked on to basically your Form 1040 and making sure you're tracking all that information related to the uh, income and expenses for it. So the, the sole proprietorship where many people start is, is uh, when they start the business, it's kind of like the default area. So there's a link to sole proprietorship here. It's They say it's an uh, unincorporated business owned by an individual. There's no uh, distinction between the taxpayer and their business. And that means one of the, from a liabilities perspective, one of the problems with the sole proprietorship is you don't have that corporate shield so you, so you want to make sure that you're covered in terms of possibly uh, have your insurance coverage, business insurance and whatnot for the sole proprietorship. And then you have a partnership, and that's going to be similar to a sole proprietorship in that uh, you, you're still kind of linked to the business. You'll be, you're, you have the liability issue with the business, but now you have two or more people instead of one people. So it's easy to set up for the most part, not quite as easy as a sole proprietorship, but pretty easy because, again, if two people just start doing business, if they do nothing else from the federal tax standpoint, you start making money. The IRS wants their share. They see you as a partnership. So now you have two people doing business. They see you as a partnership. They would like you to file a partnership uh, tax return. Now, notice it does increase the complexity a lot from a business structure standpoint to be a partnership because obviously you have two partners. If you have two or more people who are based are general partners in some way, shape, or form and have agency over the actions of the business then uh, you got to make sure the partners are all going to be on the same page right whereas if you're a sole proprietor then you know one person is going to be ultimately responsible so uh, from a tax filing standpoint it's a little bit more complex too because you can't just tack on the schedule c to one partner's uh, tax return you have to generally file another tax return which is going to be a partnership tax return then have the K-1s of those tax returns flow through, the net income then flowing through to the individual tax returns so that they can be included on the individual tax level. That's a bit, that's, you know, good, substantially more complex than just doing a Schedule C. Just note from a structural standpoint too, anytime you're doing things in terms of a partner, anytime you're taking on a partner, you want to make sure that you're on the same page and you're defining everything out with a partnership agreement as well uh so if you're a sole proprietor for example and you have the business idea and you're thinking you need financing or something like that to to execute the business idea and or people to help you with specific skills to execute the business idea then you have two choices to kind of consider or at least a couple choices to consider one you could try to get the financing from the bank 
or you, and you can try to hire people through contractors, hire them as a as a contractor, a 1099 contractor or employee, right, to help you to get the skills and the financing. Or you can try to take people in as a partnership, basically, and then giving uh, equity interest. Have they have a shared equity interest share in the business at that point, and they might um, be able to to chip in with regards to the the cost of startup for the business and possibly have uh, skills that they can put in place as well. But of course, the downside of that is now that now when you have multiple people involved. Uh, you have multiple people that have agency over the decision-making processes of the corporation, so they can make decisions about the the assets and liabilities of the, of the corporation. So, uh, as you do that, you want to make sure that you're on the same page. And so, I would write down everything uh, that's that you would expect from the partnership, and make sure every everybody has the same kind of um, outcome or or is looking for the same types of things and in agreement at least with the partnership. Then you have a corporation, also known as a C corporation. It's a separate entity owned by the shareholders. Now, the C corporation is something that most small businesses, you know, you're not going to jump into a C corporation usually. And one of the reasons is that although there's going to be tax benefits, there's a big lot of costs with it as well, including just the setup costs for a C corporation. The tax return is going to be a little bit more complex to do. And the tax return is going to be taxed at the corporate level, which could result in double ta- what we call double taxation, meaning the corporation now is a separate entity. That was the kind of like the concept of a corporation, which was really um, kind of a huge concept when it came out that corporation is going to be like a separate legal entity. That's going to hopefully provide some liability protection to the owners of the corporation, the shareholders of the corporation. Uh, but but because it's a separate legal entity, then it would also have to pay taxes. So the corporation has to pay taxes. Now, not all, so they get taxed on the corporate level as opposed to the partnership, which although you're filing a separate partnership return, it doesn't get taxed at the corporate level. It flows through to the individual level. The income does and gets taxed on the partner's, uh, the partner's returns. Corporations get taxed at the corporate level. And then what happens when the owner wants their money from the C corporation? The C corporation has to agree all, you know, on dividends to be to be given out to the shareholders, which in and of itself can be a little bit complex, depending on the size of the corporation. And then and then you get you have to pay taxes on the dividends because dividends are typically taxable, which means you get taxed twice. So for large corporations, this can this can be okay because large corporations uh, could could are are going to be financed in large part. Uh, might use the financing of of uh, publicly traded companies and whatnot. Smaller companies are prob- that are not publicly traded uh, will probably not jump right to the corporation. They're going to look for areas usually, like if you're going from a sole proprietor and trying to step up to get what you're looking for is try to get liability protection and usually not be subject to uh, double taxation problems, meaning you want a flow through kind of system similar to a partnership. However, uh, you would like the kind of por- corporate shield to be taking place as well the separate legal entity providing that which is found in the corporation and the entities that have tried to come up with a hybrid to do that is what's called an s corporation or some kind of limited liability company or limited liability partnership so these two are flow through type of entities so they still have to both of these have to file a separate return that the s corporation will file a separate return just as a c corporation would but the the S corporation will not pay taxes on that level. The money will flow through to the individual tax returns in a similar fashion as the partnership. 
Now, the S-Corporation is significantly more complex, however, than generally a general partnership and certainly since a sole proprietorship. So if you step up to an S-Corporation, then you gotta, you know, you're gonna be dealing with the setup cost to set up this S-Corporation, the maintenance cost to maintain the corporation, and then um, the tax returns are gonna be substantially more difficult and therefore costly as well uh, to do the S-Corporation, but you get kind of that liability uh, protection and you have that flow through that flow through kind of process so that's the other that's the next area or uh, people will often be comparing s corporation and limited liability company these two it depends on your industry and it also depends on the state as to which one might be better in your and your particular needs that you might have if you want to if you want a lot of flexibility in what the partnerships are going to be doing uh, in terms of their payment agreements you might go to the limited liability company here and uh, so that's going to be more like a partnership but again flow through entry trying to to get the best of both worlds including the best of the corporation world which is going to be that corporate shield type of thing liability protection and the best of the um the individual partnership type which is a flow through and being taxed on the individual level avoiding the the possibility of double taxation so you can read up on on more of, of these items if you're if you're looking into um this is always a big question. What kind of entity should we have? When, which, when should you level up from a sole proprietorship to, to something like an S corporation or something like that? Should you set up as a court, as an S corporation or should you take on partners? You know, what are the risks of taking on, on the partners versus, you know, hiring contractors and employees? Always a, a big issue <laughs> and it can have <laughs> significant consequences, you know, moving into the future. Okay. So choose a tax year. A tax year is an annual accounting period for, for keeping records and reporting income and expenses. A new business owner must choose either a calendar year, 12 consecutive months beginning January 1st and ending December 31st, fiscal year. So you, when you're thinking about the year, what's going to be your business year? Now, if you're a, a sole proprietor, you're going to be basically doing the same year as your individual return, which will basically typically be a calendar year. If you're doing some other type of business like a corporation or something like that, you may say, hey, maybe I want to con convert not to a calendar year, but something that lines up more to my natural year. If I have like a natural high or low in the year, and that could that might be a a, a more natural way <laughs> to to be doing the business and not being on a calendar year. So that would be a fiscal year, 12 consecutive months ending on the last day of the month, uh, except December. Apply for an employer identification number, an EIN. An EIN, there's a link to that here, is also called a federal tax identification number. It's used to identify a business. Most businesses need one of the of these numbers. It's important for a business with an EIN to keep the business mailing address, location, and responsible party up to date. IRS regulations require EIN holders to report changes in the responsible par uh, party within 60 days. They do this by completing Form 8820B, change of address or responsible party, and mailing it to the address on the form. So note that the employer identification number kind of indicates that uh, you would think you would only need it if you have employees. But that's not really the case. The, the number, the EIN number, is going to be the number that the IRS sees the, the business as. Kind of like they see you as a social security number and me as a social security number. They see the business as an EIN number. So if you have employees, then you will, you will certainly need an EIN number, employee identification number. But if you don't have employees, even if you're a sole proprietorship and you have limited amount of jobs, a side job or something like that, you, you still want possibly an EIN number. 
because you might need to provide that number to others, for example. So, for example, somebody might need to provide you a 1099, and they can only do that if they get your employer number. And if you don't have an EIN number, they're going to want your social security number, and, and that doesn't look as professional, and uh, it's also, you know, you don't want to be given your social security number. So, uh, you typically will want an EIN number pretty much whether you have employees or not and pretty much whatever type of business that uh, that you're going to set up for the most part. Have all employees completed these forms? Form I-9, Employee Eligibility uh, Verification, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Service. There's a link to that here. Form W-4, Employees Withholding Allowance Certificate. Certificate. There's a link to that here. A business taxes. The form of business determines what uh, taxes must be paid and how to pay them. So you can look into the link for taxes that must be paid here. So obviously, again, the different forms of businesses have different uh, ways that the taxes will be paid. We talked about a little bit. Visit state's website. Uh, prospective business owners should visit their state's website for info about the state requirements. So notice that the state requirements are going to have different requirements for these different entities as well. So when you think about it, especially if you're going to go from a sole proprietorship to another type of entity, you want to make sure you're considering the state uh, consequences of, of those decisions as well. So there's a link to the state, uh, their state websites here, and there'll be a link to this in the description.